Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fave Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined once again by Mr. Wex Breaking the Lawson. Wex, how are we living today, bro? Oh, you see right here, we're living good if you're seeing the video version of this. But if you're hearing the audio version of this, I'm also still living good, as you can hear the little... Getting ready for this, and goddamn, dude. Love it. This is going to be a good one. GCW Fight Club. I kind of knew what was going to happen going into it. I kind of knew what to expect, but then the unexpected always happens. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like it's the, it's the debut. Uh, we're popping the cherry for GCW, if it, as it were, on the show. It's GCW Fight Club 2021 going up against WWF's No Mercy 2001. Um, man, I mean, what a nostalgia. What a time. 2001, arguably the very tippy top of the business. Uh, maybe a little bit before this was, but uh, either way, we're still riding high at this point for sure. Tons of talent, tons of top notch, tons of main event talent, tons of legendary talent. And then on GCW, we got pretty much everybody that's up and coming. You know what I mean? Like everybody got a couple older faces in there, but but um, for the most part, it's 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 up and coming. So I'm I'm really excited to get into it. Um, let's just go right ahead with No Mercy. Let's do the nostalgia first. Um, I thought the opening package for the show was great. I thought the production level was fantastic, as always. Um, RVD looked like an actual child in 2001. I just forgot how absolute baby-faced he was back then. Dude, good like, lord, man, 100%. He looks like actually has the actually looks like Jean Claude Van Damme a little bit right there. Like he has that yeah, young chiseled up. that chiseled jaw yeah. thing going still. Yeah, yeah, it definitely worked out for him at that point. Um, I liked the set a lot too. I thought it looked pretty modern uh, and pretty nice. Um, I thought they did a good job there. And then the opening match here is the Hardy Boys versus Lance Storm and the Hurricane uh, for the WCW Tag Team titles. Um, and I know I'm in the minority here, but I liked the WCW red logo, like that very last logo they had. I thought it would look pretty, pretty sick. I thought it was kind of decent. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, with the WWF kind of like having bought them, and it pretty much all being guys that were in the WWF and the WCW titles, like being on the line, just kind of felt nonsensical. And then also having Lance Storm team up with the Hurricane just seemed, I mean, now that I think about it with Lance Storm and then the Hurricane, they could have been like, I don't know, Natural Disasters Part 2 or something like that, which would have been funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it was... It was decent. Uh, it, it was it, it was pretty convoluted. The crowd tried to stay with it, but they were just kind of in and out. Uh, it wasn't great, man. I gave it two beers, uh, maybe two and a half at best. Uh, where are you out on this opening match between the Hardys and Storm and Hurricane? I'm not far from you. I thought it was just like a middle of the road. Like it was a yeah. solid opening pay-per-view match. It just kind of got you hyped up. But like you said, very convoluted. I know the crowd was kind of hard to follow with it, but you know you got to see all the Hardy hits. All the flips off the ropes, all the hand gestures yeah. and stuff. You got to see the cool hurricane shit. You got to see a little mighty Molly in there. It was just a little. Yeah. It was more of a Gaga match to pop the crowd for the beginning of the show, but that's pretty much it. It did its job. You got to see, you know, like you said, like I said, popping the crowd, lead up the moonsault, her getting involved, just getting those extra characters in the storyline involved. You know, I think that's what they were trying to do here. But I agree about that WCW logo, and I love those tag belts, like the design of those tag belts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, I, I like the belts too. a lot too. 
I mean, the but AEW yeah. tag titles are definitely based around those WCW tag titles for sure. There's no way around it. I mean, it looks really similar. Well, um, I think they look that's more, a good thing. I, I think they look more like the ECW tag team titles, honestly. A little bit closer really? to the ECW ones, yeah. Uh, the ones, I, I don't know. Eh, I but don't know. We'll, we'll have to Neither do here at some point. But, dude, just the <laughs> last, like, minute of the match is what got, got me the most hyped up. It was like, yeah, they start doing all the hits, though, so... Yeah, yeah, right here in the middle. A, a nice get you hype opener for the pay-per-view, I think. That's fair. Um, moving on, we had RVD, Regal, and Vince. They all kind of got some promo time, um, and it kind of kept the, the show moving, so I'm pretty good with it. The next match here is Kane versus Test, and it's a uh, big, meaty men slapping meat together. Um, match was not good. Um, I don't think there's a single Test match on tape without at least one solid botch, and this one had several. Uh, it was forever long. I hated it. Uh, the crowd was super hot and absolutely loved it, though, which made no sense to me. I mean, they were super hot for it. Uh, I got to give it something for that. I can't rate it a dud. Um, but, dude, there's no reason the weapon should be used. But, I mean, I guess it makes sense with Kane, like, beating the crap out of the ref at the end of the match. And they'd sold that part well on commentary. So I gave it a beer. Um, and that's that's right where, where I'm at with it. Where are you at on Tess versus Kane? Uh, I'm pr- pretty much on the opposite end. I actually enjoyed this match. Oh, and I don't know no. if it was because the crowd was hyped too, but I don't know. No. Test, you're right. Test really doesn't have good matches, but Kane carried this match, and he just did a lot of cool. I mean, it was just power move after power move, and he was manhandling Test. Like, he fucking tossed him straight over the top rope like Gorilla Press style, and Test is not yeah. a small dude. I'm saying this was a showcase of Kane being a badass pretty much. Right. Test was not yeah, I mean, the key factor here. I enjoyed it, though. You're going to laugh at me, probably, because I gave it 3.75 beers. What? I had good, exactly. I had a good that time. That is I was just, like, oh, just lots oh, of hard fucking no. bumps and shit. I, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, no. Absolutely <laughs> not. Fun. Good stuff. Like, And even though it was, Test doesn't have good matches, it's probably one of Test. His best matches, if that says anything about his career. Okay. I mean, all right. I mean, that's well, fair, that I guess. That's that his, the wor- his worst match is still, like, his best. Like, a horrible match is still his best match is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, well, let's keep let's just keep it rolling. I can't talk about that trash anymore. Oh, he's uh, he's the next salty game. over here on this one, but, you know. I, I, like, I, like that. I enjoyed that. Slap and switch Almost up right four beers for test for any match? It was Absolutely Kane. not. It was mostly for Kane and the, the beginning of Nick Patrick doing his shit. And like you said, the J on the commentary, the story, everything tied together. I'm making a good point. But there yeah. are no words. There are no Whatever, words. Whatever, dudes. To, to that validate that. Almost four beers for a test match. Unacceptable. Moving on here. We get a Deborah and Austin promo in the back, which is funny, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, and then we got like the weird Matt Hardy, Stacy Keebler segment, which felt super cheesy and awkward and gross. Uh, and then uh, it's Stacy Keebler versus Tori Wilson in a lingerie match. And I mean, do we even have to cover come this? On. Can we just go ahead? And come uh, on. Yeah, I mean, all right, listen, I'll, I will give it this. It is two of the hottest women in the history of the business, for sure. The crowd loved it. The crowd loved it. In 2001, they were super hot for it, for sure. I mean, sure. yeah, the first was ever terrible. lingerie match in the Attitude Era, uh, people were popping oh. super hard for that. It was awful, awful, awful. I mean, oh, it was really trash. bad, egregious, terrible, terrible match. I gave it a quarter of a beer because the crowd was hot. Didn't give it a dud. I gave it a quarter of the beer because the crowd loved it. Um, but yeah, everything else, it wasn't a wrestling match. It was just a spectacle. That's all it was. 
And it, um, like it literally did nothing for the storyline because during the invasion period, period, the women like didn't do anything. Like there was no women's champion at the time. Like they didn't. It was just a fucking. It just didn't make any sense. Of, it did more, nothing for less. the overall story. Did nothing for the pay per view. It was just to pop the crowd, I guess. Yeah. And what was your rating on it? I d- gave it a big old dud. D U D. D U D. The Dudski. Uh, yeah, I mean, so the next thing here, we got a Kurt Angle promo with Cole, and then Vince kind of comes in. The whole thing is Vince is going to be on somebody's side at the, in the main event. You don't really know who it's going to be, whatever. Uh, Christian got his promo time in on Edge, and I thought the package that they put together for the match was fantastic. Uh, the next match here is Edge versus Christian for the Intercontinental Championship, and this is tied for match of the night for me. Um, I thought it was Phenomenal. I thought it was a really good match. Um, it wasn't the best ladder match I've ever seen, but it was definitely enjoyable. And there were some pretty unique and innovative spots that they pulled off. The bumps weren't like they weren't so devastating, but they were really smart and really clever. And I, I, I appreciated that. Um, yeah, I mean, both guys just totally left it all out on the line. I thought it was really good. It got better as time went on, too, which is always a good sign. Crowd was super hot for it. Uh, the top of the ladder concerto was killer. Um, yeah. Awesome match. I give I give it five and a half beers. Uh, so damn near a six pack. I loved it. I mean, I'm almost right there with you. It's it's my second match of the night. It's my second highest rated match. If you, you get what I'm trying to say here, but yeah, yeah, four and a half beers for me on this match. Like you said, I mean, it was fantastic. Lots of, I have the same notes. Really innovative ladder spots, dude. Uh, and one thing that really got me. I really could have had it higher, but there's two catapults in this match. The one on the ladder was sick. But there's another one that's just a regular catapult, and that's probably one of the worst looking executed catapults I've ever seen in a match ever. It was just they, they did not do it right at all. Like you have to have perfect chemistry to make that move work. And I'll, I'll get into that more. We keep getting more catapults throughout the night, which pisses me off because catapults kind of a, kind of a fucking lame move if you if you want to be honest. Come on now. No, it's totally yeah. It's it's yeah. It's totally it's. Totally and the ladder it worked though. Facing the ladder I, that was cool. That was innovative, and they that one was executed right. But just the plane when they did early in the match was trash. But it popped me when he stabbed him in the asshole with the chair. I mean that's classic. Yeah. It was it was more of the gooch area. I mean asshole gooch, but I mean he still that and that was kind of what they were like talking about earlier because he did that on was it the last pay per view? Yeah. Because they were playing, they were playing it up on commentary, which I just thought was really funny. But yeah, it was a cr- fucking sick ass match. Like you said, not the best ladder match, but a damn good one. Four and a half beers for me. That concerto was fucking sick. I agree, man. I agree. It's good stuff. Let's keep it rolling here, though. We got Spike Dudley with one of the worst promos I've ever seen from WWF New York. Uh, I literally laughed because it was so awkward and bad. Um, yeah, moving on. The next match is the Dudleys. Versus Big Show and Tajiri for the WWF Tag Team Championships. The Dudleys pretty much dominate the majority of the match. Uh, and they really just kind of beat the hell out of Sh- uh, uh, Tajiri. And Show got the hot tag and like kind of you know had his little spots. But then, of course, the Dudleys took him out after some shine. Rhino kind of makes the run in to take out Show. And Tajiri got a solid false finish in before eating a 3D. Uh, it's not the worst match. Uh, but it was just kind of relatively bland. A uh, little less than in the middle for me, actually. I was like two and a half beers on this one. So not quite the middle. I'm two and a half beers. Could have been better. Wasn't the worst. Um, Wex, where are you at on Dudley's versus Show and Tajiri here? I'm literally pretty much right there with you at two and a half beers. Like you said, it's kind of bland. It was just kind of like a, yeah. it felt like a filler it's white match bread. to me. 
Yeah. It felt like a yeah. filler match, a thrown together team. I mean, technically there was a little storyline reason for them to be together because they both had beef with the Dudleys, but like big show into Jerry, like when the fuck have they ever tagged before or after that? Right. No, can I you agree. like li- like literally like I don't, and I, 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 I get they just I mean you can't replace Spike Dudley like that's just that you just can't do that and that's pretty much what happened here but yeah yeah no I agree it's a, it, it it yeah it just two kinda, point fizzle fizzers <laughs> yeah Rhino to get a get a quick promo with Regal um and then that was decent but the old school like don't try this at home had was like super nostalgic for me like that old school like. Many have been battered, broken, bruised. Oh, you yeah, know, dude. whatever you do, don't try this at home. Like, I, oh god, I just missed that. Like, I, I actually missed that ad. Like, I remember the one. I know this is a few years later, like three or four years. The one it would always show of Rey Mysterio with his knee. Like that'd be yeah. the first clip it would always show is Rey Mysterio. I always remember yeah. that. I'm like, oh shit. And then now he's fucking doing fine somehow. I do want to point out, like during all the little interludes in the intro. This was like the beginning of the butt rock because the theme song to this pay-per-view is fucking saliva. And you keep hearing click, click, boom. So this is the the butt yeah. rock dawning in 2001 because I didn't even know this song was associated with this pay-per-view. But there you go. Fun little yeah, fact. For I you. agree. Fun I little agree. fact. Let's and Wex breaking the Lawson's butt rock chronicle. Let's keep it rolling. Um. Yeah, I, we did, also got like a little test Booker T and Shane promo in the back, which was pretty solid. Uh, and the match here is Booker T versus The Undertaker. It's a fast-paced brawl. Uh, Booker T is just super hungry at this point, and it really definitely shows. They kept the crowd really engaged. Um, and, you know, I'm, I, I can always be pretty hit or miss on The Undertaker, uh, but I will say that when he's got a very good opponent, his matches are usually really great. And this is what happened here. His match was great. Um, it's honestly better than I expected it to be. Um, some of these attitude areas that we've covered have been <laughs> shaky at best. Uh, but overall, I mean, I, I felt like this show was pretty solid this, up until this point, And honestly, through the rest of the card, uh, I enjoyed this quite a bit. I give it four and one quarter beers. That's where I was on uh, Booker T versus The Undertaker. Where are you at on it? I did not rate it that high, but I do agree with a lot of the things that you said. I thought it was kind of clunky at times, like a few missteps here or there, but it wasn't like too bad. And I don't like – I just wasn't as into this match as I guess the previous one because of the – I guess the style of match. It was more of a brawl like you said. Yeah. But yeah. I do like where the story played in there, how Tim White didn't allow the interference with the weapon because he was the WWF referee, unlike Nick Patrick earlier in the show. So, I mean, I did like that storyline, how they – Played that in there. What? Yeah. No, I just, uh, yeah. No, I just think it's funny the way the way the way you dropped that that in there. I mean, um, I, I like I like that little I like that little nugget of storyline in there. But yeah, three yeah. and a half beers for me. Like it was a still still a pretty good match okay. above average. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm in four and a quarter. You're three and a half. That's that's pretty solid. Um, let's keep it rolling here. Uh, we got Jericho promo with Coach in the back, and it was great. Uh, the hype package was great. Um, and this one is also, this is the, the match that is tied for my match of the night. It's Chris Jericho versus the rock for the WCW world heavyweight championship. Um, I mean, to be completely honest, this might be my match of the week overall. Um, I mean, just because it was so damn good, dude. I mean, it was finally a wrestling match too. And it was super good. Like, I mean, it started off with wrestling, you know what I mean? Like the rocks arm drags are criminally underrated to be honest with you too. The work rate was definitely there. Great selling. Like 
These two guys at this point in their careers probably have some of the best facial expressions in the history of professional wrestling. Like they just know how to sell so well. Um, great psychology. Um, the crowd was actually kind of split, which is really impressive and says a lot about how over Jericho really was even at this time. Um, both guys, I mean, just getting massive pops. The pops on the false finishes were crazy loud, too. Uh, the match ruled, dude. I mean, it was a great, great match. The finish was a little bit wonky, uh, and the chair not getting out of the ring. You know what I mean? He kept trying to push the chair out of the ring, and it got hung up on the apron. And yeah. I know it's nobody's fault, but still, it does visually hurt it. So it, that's the only reason why it's not a six-pack. Uh, six it's a five-and-a-half for sure. It's a five-and-a-half for me for sure. Wex, where you at on Jericho versus Rock here? Uh, I thought it was, like you said, fucking fantastic. Like, their chemistry, like, the pacing of the match, the way they would, like, they started off hot, and they slowed it down a bit, and they brought it back. Like you said, the false finishes. Dude, like, when Jericho hit the rock bottom, and vice versa, when the rock hit the fucking walls of Jericho, or when the rock, really, when he had that, his very awkward-looking sharpshooter locked in, like, dude, the crowd was going fucking nuts, dude. Insane. Dude. Everything about this. And the weird thing is like Chris Jericho wins his first world title in this match. And he wins his world title doing basically Jeff Jarrett's finisher in the Miz's finisher on a fucking steel chair. And he's that's like he never does that move and he wins his first world title like that, which is weird. But I think the interference work, though, with this match with Stephanie, because the whole if the whole storyline at the time and the fact that she got rock bottom, that was probably one of the biggest pops of the night, honestly. Stephanie just taking the rock yeah. bottom in the middle of the ring, which was fantastic. I love that shit, dude. Great match, dude. Jericho's first world title win. I mean, I'm gonna go I I wasn't gonna go full six pack, but I don't know. This match was I think it was pretty much almost perfect. That chair, I'm gonna put, look past the chair and go six pack. How do that we gotta keep the six pack sacred man okay you can't just match, give it okay, out six I'll go, packs here. i'll go five and a half five and a half okay, five and a half let's just call it that square on that let's call it square hung up on that goddamn apron i, know, know it's, I agree i mean yeah the, the finish itself was a little wonky too it wasn't i mean stephanie kind of fell you know what i mean like um it was it was what just it was like the, just uh, like but, the finish of uh uh the barbed wire death match There's yeah a, yeah, well, we'll get to that. We'll, took you away know, with- I mean, come on. If you if you listen to this show and, and you know how my, my opinions on John Moxley, we're, we're we're in for a treat when we get to this next show here. But let's oh, keep yeah. it rolling on this one. Let's stay on point. Let's stay on point. Um, we had a package for Austin, RVD, and Angle. Great production. Really well done. I believe this is the David Sahadi era, and he's just untouchable when it comes to, like, these pro classic pro wrestling, like, packages, you know? Uh, the match here is RVD versus Angle versus Steve Austin for the WWF Championship. And, man, I, I hate to say this because we love old Stone Cold on this show, as as, as Wex likes to say. But, dude, uh, Austin was kind of the weakest link in this match, bell to bell. I mean, uh, granted, he's the one putting asses in seats for sure. But, like, the, the work rate, he was... Uh, a little clunky with these guys and maybe he's just like, I mean, he's a more of an old school classic kind of wrestler. Three ways just aren't his thing. Clearly. I mean, he just, I feel like he felt really awkward. He looked like he had two left feet and felt like when he had to do anything with all three guys, it felt really awkward. And it, as soon as he got paired off with just like when it was just him and angle, great. When it was just him and RVD, great. But when he had to do like little things with all three, the transitions were really awkward. Like he just, he missed it quite a bit on that. Um, I mean, Angle and Austin both straight up missed catching RVD on the uh, dive to the outside, too. And he just took a straight flat back bump like on the 
on the outside of the ring. It was rough, dude. The angle moonsault was dope as always. The pop for the RVD false finishes were wild. Uh, the Vince and Shane fight was hilarious. I thought it was actually really well booked, and I thought it was smart because it wasn't too long, and it wasn't bad, um, but it wasn't great. Um, so I went I went three seven five. I could possibly get to four beers on it, but that's that's where I'm going to stick with that. Uh, Wex, where you at on this uh, triple threat main event? I went right there at four because I mean, like you said, it wasn't amazing, but it was still a pretty solid matchup. And I understand that yeah, Stone Cold definitely had some weird uh, little stutter steps and stuff, and they were doing those triple team moves, but. Really funny part in the match. Stone Cold was going for the stunner, and then Kurt Angle like caught his foot and went to the ankle lock. And there's an audible. You can hear him go, "Shit!" As soon as he catches his foot, and I just thought that was fucking hilarious. Like just super yeah, audible over fun. everything. He goes, "Shit!" Yeah. And dude, the crack like you said those false finishes for RVD were super fucking hot. Just imagine if they would have pulled the trigger and actually let RVD win the title, just like as a even as a transitional champion at this point, dude, the crowd would have lost their fucking mind. RVD was so yeah. like. RVD was – people were starting to boo Stone Cold because of RVD in this match. That's how over he was, and nobody booed Stone Cold at this point, even though that's what you were supposed to do. You didn't boo him. So he was still Stone Cold, yeah. but RVD is RVD, and when he did that fucking thing, the crowd popped super hard, dude. I love the match. I just wish it could have been maybe somebody besides Stone Cold in there with them three, and it probably could have been a banger. That's true. Probably could have been Stone Cold is like my all-time favorite wrestler, so that tells you something. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, man, I mean, overall the show, no mercy. Thumbs up for me, man. I thought it was a pretty good show, especially for a lot of the Attitude Era shows that we have covered. I don't think anything actually got a full-on dud. Even the Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson match, I gave it something just because the crowd was insanely hot for it. I dudded um, it. Overall. Yeah, well, that either either way, I got to give this thing a solid four beers. Um, solid four beers overall for the show. Uh, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, I mean, I had two five and a half star mat or five and a half beer matches. You can't. Yeah, even with the dud, with it's still about like almost a five, like probably like a five, like I mean, not five, like yeah. four, roughly four. Yeah, I mean, I like I think three, seven, both, five, four almost four, on. close to that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. A pretty solid show, especially for WWF, especially for WWE, especially lately. Especially um, for the invasion. But now we're on to modern shows. Oh, yeah, especially for the invasion. But we are into the modern show now uh, that we're going to compare it to. And it's GCW's Fight Club 2021. Um, the opening here was just, it felt super, super 1994 ECW. Like, straight I think up. That's what Oh, 100% that's what they're going for. And I'll get to that, too, as well. I mean, I definitely want to bring that back up. Um, but, yeah, I will say the very first thing that I noticed, the very first thing, the commentary team for GCW is garbage. Like, they I are agree. absolutely awful at their jobs. Like, listen, I get that they have, like, almost a cult following now, too. And it, we're just the guys with podcasts, man. This is not a personal thing. I'm not even saying that I could do a better job. I'm just saying that this was throughout the entire show. Their commentary was distracting. It was bad. It took away from the product. Uh, it just wasn't good. I, I, I did not like it at all. And I feel like I want to say that at the very, very beginning. It made it feel very indie. For a company that's obviously growing and is obviously doing really well, it made them feel really, really indie. Uh, and I mean that in like a carny kind of way, not like a ooh, cool indie kind of way. You know what I mean? 
And one of them, one of them had a very like squealy, squeaky, annoying voice that just does not sound good on commentary. Yeah, I agree. The sound wasn't good. The, the oh yeah, the sound wasn't I mean, good. Yeah, there you. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you now, Daniel. You are not the first person that's complained about GCW's commentary. Okay, good. good. Just go ahead and tell you yeah, that. I'm, I'm glad. That makes me happy because this is my first time covering a GCW show. So uh, let's get right into it. The opening match here is the newly released Alex Zane versus uh, Ninja Mac versus a surprise entrance of Leo Rush. Um, it's definitely fast and there's a ton going on. I mean, Rush looked like an utter star for sure. Um, and Zane looked great too. So they all looked good. Uh, commentary was really distracting uh, and just not even on topic. There, I mean, there were certain points in the match that they weren't even talking about the match. Uh, the match itself, though, was fast and good. Uh, the finish seemed a little weird. Maybe like Leo missed a spot or maybe they're running out of time. It just felt awkward at the end. Uh, but Zane kind of gets the win with his version of the Crunch Wrap Supreme. Um, and it's uh, it's three and a half beers for me. It's a, it's a little a little above average. The The wonky finish and then, of course, the commentary heard it. Where are you at on it? I'm actually a four beer, just a little bit higher than you on this one. And, dude, just like you said, Leo Rush is so fucking fast, fluid, just on time with everything. He's definitely a superstar. I'm glad that Tony Khan talked him back into coming out of retirement and signing with AEW. Because AEW allows him to work shows like this, which is fucking sick. And I've never seen Ninja Mac before this, but, dude, Ninja Mac is also fucking sick, dude. And one thing on commentary that did pop me is they called him Ninja Fuck Mac, which apparently that's what he sometimes goes by, which that's fucking hilarious. And, dude, yeah. he doesn't look like he can do the moves that he does. And he was doing some yeah. fucking crazy shit. And I love how a part of his offense is he worked in atomic drops. Like he works <laughs> like yeah. works over people's people's assholes, basically, which is fucking hilarious. And there was some sick shit, the three-way Rana to fucking German spot, like – Sick match. It would remind me of like a classic X Division match. It was really yeah. good. Very yeah. fast what, what pace. Was your, what was your beer count on it? Four. Four solid beers. Yeah, I mean, I was good. I mean, I was three and a half. half. We're only half a beer off. Only half a beer off on that. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, we get Joey kind of cutting a basic indie promo uh, after the match, and everyone is happy again. Um, all right, wait. Sorry, I missed that. I messed that up. They, we actually didn't get anything after this. So we went straight into the match, which was. Joey Janela and Marco Stunt versus Chris Dickinson and Starboy Charlie. Uh, you know what? I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, man. What do you think about this tag match? Well, honestly, it was pretty cool to actually see Marco Stunt be able to wrestle because on AEW, all you ever see him do is just get tossed around. And him and Starboy yeah. Charlie, you know, they had they had some good chemistry, some nice technical stuff. But then, you know, the big dude started getting in there and doing big boy moves. And it was like a, a middle-of-the-road tag match, I would say. Nothing like... Super amazing, but because I've never, I don't really think like, both of these aren't like established teams, really. Like, I think it's the second time right. Dickinson and Starboy have tagged. I don't really know of Joey and Marco being like an established tag team. Maybe they have, maybe I'm out of the loop, but I mean, there was a couple cool spots, you know, double crab yeah. things and nice, like, a couple cool things here or there, but you know, nothing special, nothing like I'm going to say, dude, you got to go watch this fucking tag match from GCW. It's probably. Well, it's not it's not even a low light, but it's there's so much other crazy shit on this show that I mean, it's you know, it is what it is. It's a solid in the middle of the road tag match. You do get a little bit of everything, a little technical, a little meat slapping, a little strong style. But, you know, check it out if you're super interested, in Marco stunt. But if not really, then, yeah, maybe skip it. What yeah, do you maybe think, maybe Daniel? Skip it. Maybe uh, skip it. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I, okay. All right, this is where this is where I might piss off some of the listeners, right? Like, I am I am unabashedly a mainstream wrestling guy. A mainstream, I have a, a WCW, WWE, WWF, AEW. That's where I'm at. Um, I mean, I've watched some TNA. I've watched some Ring of Honor in the past. I, I've I've watched some New Japan, but I don't ever follow those products. I just I, I choose not to. It's not really a slight, but like, okay, I'm, Joey Janela, from the time that we first started covering him till now, he you can tell that he is working on his body, like for sure. Like he's not quite there yet, but dude, he's getting better. He looks better. He definitely looks like he's in better shape, and I applaud that for sure. I see that growth. Now, that being said, Chris Dickinson is literally the only person in this match that looks like he looks the part. You know what I mean? Like he looks like a wrestler. Like and he is. He's a um, badass. And he is. Yes. And he is. And you can definitely like, I mean, it's not a slight, I'm not trying to slight anyone's abilities. I'm just talking about their, the cosmetic value of it at first. Right. And then now we have Starboy and Marco stunt. Um, and I, I like that idea, that pairing, because it's a little bit more believable. Um, but I actually felt like the work was really shaky. Like it almost felt like I was watching a training match. If that makes sense. Like, Starboy is just too green. I'm going to say that right, right now. Like that dude, that dude had no business on this card. I think he's like barely 18 too, like barely 18, uh, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was the best way. I mean, this is unarguably GCW's hottest pay-per-view to this point. More people watched or saw this pay-per-view than anything else GCW has done up to this point. Right. I don't know if Starboy being booked here in this tag match was the right idea. I thought Marco looked great until he got legitimately hurt, and I, that was obvious throughout the match. I mean, the referee is, like, like very concerned with him. They probably shouldn't have let the match continue, to be totally honest. Um, yeah. It is what it is. I, I will say this, though. Joey Janela probably takes the best, like, spiked head plank bump, like the, like that spike plank, like DDT thing. He makes it look, I mean, probably the, in the history of the business. I don't think, like, I know, like, RVD used to do it, that spike on his head and, like, like flip thing or whatever. Ray Phoenix, dude, can, do does it pretty, it. Phoenix can do it pretty good, too, but Janela's a solid. Dude, Janela's is the best, though. Like, I've literally seen him plank with no hands and his neck twisted sideways. Like, the amount of finesse that you have to have to control your, your like, body weight to where you're not literally putting your weight on your neck, for even for those split seconds, is so impressive. Like, it's... That's like that's, the Shawn Michaels that alone, bump, right? The classic yeah, Shawn Michaels yeah, bump up. where he just... Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. I mean, it's good stuff. Match itself was shaky. Starboy is too young to be in there, in my opinion, but not a total dud. Not great, but uh, a little less than halfway. So I went two and a half beers on it. We're pretty uh, close. Sorry. Pretty close. I wanted to spend some time on that one because I really wanted to voice my opinions. I do think Starboy is going to be a, like a, a great guy. And I guess maybe this is still an indie and it's a place for him to like still hone his craft. But I don't know, man, if GCW seems like they want to take that next step. And I don't think he is. He's he's the kind of guy that should be on their version of dark, not their pay-per-view, in my <laughs> opinion. Uh, let's uh, let's keep it rolling here, though. Um, Joey cuts a basic indie promo, like I just said before. Um, this is what I put <laughs> in my notes. Uh, and yeah, anyway, he's cuts a basic indie promo about respect and everybody's happy again. Yada, yada, yada. Um, let's go to the next match. It's Jordan Oliver versus Atticus Koger or Kogar. Yeah. Um, 
Jordan Oliver looks like the dude that's trying to sell you brick weed outside the 7-Eleven. Dude, like, he just I looks know. Like he, that looks guy. Like, he just looks like, dusty as hell, doesn't he? Yes. He looks so sus, dude. Like, I feel like there's nothing that he can do and not look like. And, I, and then I found out he's the baby face in this match. And it's like, and they all, and they all legitimately boo Atticus Cougar and, or Cougar, whatever his name is. But like, it, like the crowd looks ex- like the whole crowd. It looks like to him. It's like, how, how are you? How is Jordan Oliver the baby? It's because Atticus Kogar's from Ohio. Oh, okay. Oh, I get that. Okay, that makes sense. So it was just the area. That okay. Well, that no, no, that means uh, yeah, he he was just a part of the uh, the four four oh the Ohio crew who were just the heels. So yeah, I I hear you. Uh, okay, this is one thing that I want I want to start with this match because it's the first time I've seen. It. I've been wanting to bring this up because I I've noticed it like in clips and stuff, but I've never talked about it on the podcast. What's the point of the door? Like, why set up a door with, like, chairs as opposed to just using the damn table, man? GCW's been doing the doors because the doors usually, I don't know why, I guess, like, they break. And that's just been their thing, I guess. They've always done doors. That's just been the, that's a GCW's thing. They use fucking doors. Okay. Uh, Maybe I think they're, they make it cheaper I mean, and they break easier. Because you don't really, yeah. unless it slips off the oh, thing, yeah. you don't really like get hollow. many. Yeah. You don't really get many yeah. I am the table spots with the door. Sometimes yeah, you do, that's but that's if like you don't. Yeah. Sometimes they get the wrong type of doors. I've seen that happen. That's pretty funny. And people just that's get fair. Stiff. I mean, I really didn't care for this match, to be honest, man. Uh, I mean, I get that you got to get your young guys a good spot. And I get that they're supposed to be the future of the company, I'm sure. But it just wasn't for me. Uh, they just didn't really wrap me in. Uh, some of the weakest punches I've ever seen in my life is what Jordan Oliver was delivering to this dude. Like, I mean, when he tried to like break it up on the top of the rope for the finish, those were the easily the weakest punches I have. E- I mean, and I've been to some bad indie shows in like the early 2000s. And I have seen like Jim Billy Joe Bob from Columbia, you know, profess- try to professionally wrestle. And this, these, those were the weakest punches I think I've ever seen in my life. Um... Yeah, dude, I don't know. They also, the production team here, they put a replay over top of the three count, which is a, that's an <laughs> obvious production fumble. Like, that's another really indie thing to do. Oh, shit. Um, it was Watch weak. I couldn't connect with it. The dude's a, okay, so the dude's a baby face, and then on the way out, like, they were trying to, like, because obviously the whole post, the post-match thing with, like, the skewers, and then him just sitting in the ring and, like, waiting for his buddies and, like, just take, wasting so much time, the crowd, like, starts to turn on him, and then he starts flicking off the crowd. Like, it's like, dude, like, you're not, are you turning heel now? Like, are you just that fragile that at a pro, pro wrestling thing, like, you maybe just, they didn't like what you were doing, and you had to flip off the crowd? Like, that's, you don't. I don't understand what you're doing here. Like these, I don't know. It wasn't good. I gave it. I gave it a beer. A beer. That's all I could give it. Where were you at on it? I gave it. I mean, like you said, it was like it definitely was probably my least favorite match on the entire card. I just couldn't really get into it, but it wasn't bad by any means either. Like I understand you didn't like the punches and stuff, but the match was decently interesting. But I just couldn't get into either of these two dudes. Like. Yeah, especially like Jordan Oliver, like they can both like work and do decent stuff better than I could ever do. But dude, he just he du- he just has this dusty look to him. I don't know what it is. And his gear doesn't look like wrestling gear. It's like yeah, something about it's like he needs something's missing for him to be to take it to that next step. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the scum stash. Maybe he needs to shave that. 
I think he needs a lot, dude. I think he's just the, honestly, and the little that, fucking and the the, the whack ass little like top ponytail shit. It's wacky. You need to get rid of that. Get yeah. rid of the scum stash. Clean the shit up. Get some maybe. I don't know. Dye your hair maybe darker. I don't. I don't know. Do something. Your face is rough, bro. It's sus. It's sus at best. Uh, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going here. Um, like I feel like that dude is just gonna be in somebody. Like I just you. He looks like he's in like underage girls on Instagram DMs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not throwing accusations about the guy, but he looks like that kind of dude. Like, I'm not saying like he is, I want to make that clear. I'm just saying like his look right now is that bad. It is chili mo status 10. Like he just needs good. to get rid of that fucking ponytail thing, dude. That's rough. Like, that's, if that that's dude like... drives a white van. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's move on here. The promoter, uh, the promo he did was super, super ECW. Um, I loved it. I love the promo. Uh, what does bother me, though, is that he's like, there's never been anything like GCW. It's like, bro, you are literally like ECW. Like, I mean, like, just yeah, the only difference is you're doing shows on tour way more than ECW was at the time. That's pretty much the only the way you present your product, like ev- your actual product itself. Like, it's, yeah, it, the whole thing. I mean, the whole thing is very ECW. Um, I mean, I don't know the way that commentary is so like you know, vastly different from everybody else. The, the, the ring announcer being, you know, very different and casual, uh, the promoter himself getting oh, yeah. in the I middle of the like ring the and ring like doing promos. If you want to touch on that, though, I don't mind him. I, I mean, his, I don't like his voice. He did not have but, a ring announcer voice. And that's, yeah, that's the key. I, I don't care what you look like. You got to have the voice. I agree. Sorry. I had to get some water. I was a little parched. Um, yeah, so the ECW, you know, what's his name? Brett Lauderdale comes out, cut a promo. He's about to make this massive announcement. And then he's interrupted by the Zack Ryder music, which I feel like could actually get them in some legal trouble. for Because they did it on, they did it with Foley too. And it's yep. actually WWE licensed stuff. I mean, that could get pinned, but maybe they don't care and they'll just pay the fine or whatever. Um, Cardona comes out. With a white hot atomic heat. I mean, just massive heat. And I'm going to say this. Matt Cardona is the best thing on the show so far. Like, I mean, there's no way around it. Dude commanded the entire, like, arena and, like, took over the show, essentially. And, like, dude, he had the whole crowd there. And the most just real heat. And he did not flinch in the face of the heat, dude. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, the match itself here, too, is Matt Cardona versus Effie. To me, to me, this is easily the best match on the card. Like, easily the best match on the card. Um, for the internet championship, too, I love that Effie is the internet. I love that whole vibe. He is so over in such a pure baby face. Like, the good guy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's. I was really... I was really excited to see it. Uh, at the risk of sounding silly, the only critique I have is that Effie needs a tan, and I think good old Uncle Eric Bischoff would agree with me. I mean, he's pasty white. Uh, but Effie is great, though. Uh, I love the vibe. Um, it's the first time in the show where there's a true baby face and a true heel, um, and it's undisputably, like, the hottest match on the crowd, crowd like, the hottest match on the card thus far. Uh, the oh, match yeah. was great. It was real stakes on the line. Uh, both guys are massively career over. I loved it. versus title, right? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I loved the shitty win from Cardona. I loved that Chelsea Green getting involved there. I think that that's good business for everybody. 
Um, it wasn't a Mac classic. I'm not going to give it a six pack. Uh, but I think for a well-booked match on an indie card and with the amount of heat that the heel had, the amount of shine and like praise that the baby face had, I can't go any less than five beers on it. I just can't do it. I thought it was really, really, really good. Um, my hat's off to GCW, you know, tip of the cap. This is definitely right up my alley. And even if I only get one match like this every pay-per-view, it's fine by me. Be diverse. That's cool because this was – but you got to deliver me something this good every time, at least this good. Um, where are you at on it? I'm almost there with you, and a lot of the same points. I went four and a half beers. And, dude, like you said, easily match of the night, fantastic. They worked like almost like a WWE-style match, but using all the violence and the weapons like freely as they can because it was kind of that slower-paced style, but like like that epic, slow-paced – you know exactly what I'm talking about. And yeah, no, totally. Dude, like so much good selling from both dudes and their facials and like – the blood made it more intense and great. He pulled out the fucking headband and you think he's just going to put it on him because he's bloody. And then no, he starts fucking choking him with it. Like brilliant heel move right there. And I like, I, like just like you said, dude, Chelsea green coming out there. Like I, and like clearly you could tell it was her from the get go just because of what, like, you know, the whole fucking body yeah. shape and what she was wearing. But dude, that was so perfect too. Great. Awesome, like a great a interference that actually plays into the match, plays into the story, and makes sense and doesn't take away from the match. Like, it was perfect. Effie, like you said, dude, Effie is great. I think one day he could be one of those people to take it to the next level. I don't know if the tan is the one thing he's lacking, but, dude, his gimmick, everything like about him is great. Like, dude, everything works. And I don't know what else I can say about this match, dude. Like, even the ref bump, that took everything, dude. Crowd was super hot. I loved it, dude. Four and a half, almost the fiver like you. I mean, yeah, it's match of the night easily on this whole card. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the there's blood there's no, there's makes no everything more intense. And dude, some of those chair of shots course. were stiff, dude. Real Jeez, stiff. yeah. I mean, I gotta say that like I know that we were so like on the CTE train for a long time, and we like got rid of chair like headshots to in wrestling. And yeah. like, dude, I think CTE is important, and I think they should be done sparingly. But when they do happen. It's awesome. I mean, I'm sorry, but like, it's awesome. Like, I, and there's, there's, I mean, I'm, I know it's not great, I, but I respect the shit out of the wrestlers that know all the consequences that could come from that chair shot, and they do it anyway. That's I just think like that going out incredible. there and playing football, right? Taking a chair shot to the head. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the same you know thing, the risk, so. um, and you're doing it anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. I like it. Um, I also like that there's an intermission here for 15 minutes. I think that's a really cool idea. Uh, another very old school kind of classic way. It also gives you a way to kind of cleanse the palate of the crowd without having to deliver a, a quote-unquote let-me-up match or a popcorn match. Because um, the next match on the card was hype, hype, hype. Uh, we're coming out of the intermission, and essentially we're like almost hitting the reset button. Um, and so it made a lot of sense to put this here, but it's Jimmy Lloyd versus Dante Leon versus Gringo Loco versus ASF versus Braden Lee versus Calvin Tankman versus Thunder Rosa as the surprise. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, it's a big spot fest. I mean, it's it's the match. But but I mean, that's that's what it, that's that's it doesn't claim to be anything other than what it is. Uh, it, it doesn't really the psych there's zero psychology. I mean, there's just none. Uh, but it's a live event attraction. And that definitely serves its purpose. Um, there were, however, even if it is a spot match, uh, in order for it to be great, all the spots have to be great. And there were some questionable spots in there for sure. I mean, overall, it was fun. 
Uh, and it wasn't super serious, and I'm okay with that, but there were some botchy spots in here for sure. Uh, Calvin Tankman specifically, which is sad because I, I love him. I think he's great. Um, I have, I actually have seen some of his stuff in Ring of Honor lately. Then he's really good. Um, ASF, I think, is a future star too. That dude is really small, but I think is has tons and tons of talent. The stuff that him and Thunder, Thunder Rosa paired off and did, I thought was the best stuff of the match for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm good with, with this spot in the card. Um, and I'm good with the booking makes sense to me. I gave it two and a half beers total, um, to, uh, you know what? I'll bump it up to three in the middle. Let's say, let's say three right there in the middle. Um, where are you at on this seven way scramble? I mean, just like you were talking about, you know what to expect in these types of matches. They are literally called scramble fucks most of the time. Mm-hmm. So that's literally the t- it's going to be a scramble fuck. It's just going to be a bunch of crazy bullshit. But I think they did a pretty good job because they would just pretty much all lay out, let two people go in yeah, there, yeah. get a couple spots, yeah. and like yeah. transition to something on the outside. Like they did, they did it pretty well, and it was definitely got the crowd back into it, got them really hyped up. I enjoyed seeing all the cool shit. Like you said, Thunder Rosa and ASF, they, they had some really good chemistry doing some really cool stuff, like some pretty cool, cool stuff that I've never seen before. Actually, ASF, he's really impressive. I agree. Maybe in a, f- a couple years, once he once he fills out a little bit, as Jr. says. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Because he's obviously very young too. Um, and I don't, I don't mm. even mean like it's it's not even that I think he's too small. It's that like he literally looks like he hasn't fully developed yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, he looks he's, he's he really looks, young. He's, his body looks young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and it was cool seeing Jimmy Lloyd in like real gear. Like that's that's like, at, he usually just has yeah. like jeans and a fucking tank top. But this is like. I liked it. Actual gear, yeah. and it looked pretty. You know, it looked pretty cool to see him. And yeah, I mean, he actually, straight up looks like he delivers like Domino's, but but well, you know, or, or you know, it really looks more like a Domino's delivery guy wearing actual wrestling gear. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm just shitting on people per, at a personal level at this point. That's not me. That's not who I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jimmy Lloyd, if that's your real name. Um, but, uh, who who am I to say? Um, <laughs> yeah. I agree, though. Calvin Tankman's fucking sick. He's a beast. He, like, he had some pretty yeah. sick stuff. But there were some fucking super near botches and botches, kind of. But Yes, for yeah, sure. Straight I up went 2.75, <laughs> but I, I'll, I can go ahead and put it right there in the middle because it wasn't – Yeah, it, it, it yeah. did what it needed to do. For sure. For sure. I cannot say the same about the next match, unfortunately. I was really hype on the entrances Me here. Too, I thought the dude. match was going to be great. Uh, it's Akira, G Raver, and Alex Cologne, which are pretty much all deathmatch guys, versus AJ Gray, Mance Warner, and Matthew Justice, the second gear crew, if you will. Matthew Justice, a former NXT guy, uh, good old Mancer, just loving that dude to death. I think he's fantastic. Um, I didn't even know he was in a tag team at this point. And AJ Gray is undeniable in the ring. I mean, that dude is like, I mean, this track record and his matches speak for themselves. The dude can absolutely go. Um, I didn't think that anybody on the other side was very good. I didn't think Akira was very good. I thought G Raver, I don't like, I, the, to me, it, it makes sense that they're just deathmatch guys. Cause when it was just like, t- like time to wrestle and that's all you can do. They weren't the worst, but they were not good. I mean, they weren't good at all. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just, I like AJ a lot. I like Mancer. I thought justice was okay. I think he's getting better for sure, but he still seems like he's not quite there. Um, I just think the whole match wasn't very well executed. Commentary was just the drizzling shits in this match, especially awful. Uh, not good at all. I gave it a beer and a quarter. Um, I will say that I loved the Briscoes and all the stuff after, although it was hilarious when Jay Briscoe fell out of the ring. That was just funny. 
Um, <laughs> I love the post-match stuff. I, I would have much rather seen Mansur and Justice versus the Briscoes here. I thought that would have been way better. Uh, but I am hyped to see that. I think that'll be great. Um, where are you at on this tag team? Well, three, you know, six-man trios match, if you will. Uh, let's see. So, same thing. AJ Gray, fucking sick, one of my favorite wrestlers. Mance Warner, yeah. same thing. He's fucking awesome. Matthew Justice is pretty cool. He's not, like, my all-time favorite, but, you know, I like him. He's second-gear crew. He's pretty sick. And Akira, yeah. I've actually seen Akira wrestle, like, actually wrestle a good match against uh, Simon Gotch. I actually got to oh, call nice. that match on commentary, and it was, like, a pretty oh, solid cool. fucking wrestling match. And this match was just literally him getting the shit beat out of him for, like, yeah. almost the entire match. Yeah. He didn't really get to have any offense, like, honestly. He didn't get to showcase any of his real shit because he just got pummeled. And talk about chair shots to the head. They did a yeah. doomsday oh. device with a fucking chair right to his head. It was pretty gnarly. I, I was like, damn. And that was, like, one of those ones, like, I agree with you. I'm just like, dude, chair shots are bad, but they're fucking sick. Like, it's really cool to see that shit. I don't know if that makes me all fucked up and want to see some brutality, but I don't know. They know what they're doing. And it's fucking cool. I'm glad they're doing it for my pleasure. But this, man, the match really wasn't that good because it just was him getting the shit beat out of him. Just a bunch of bullshit. The commentary sucked. And I know all of these guys can put on better matches. Like they just, like you said, bad booking, bad execution because all these dudes are better than this. And the post match was better than the match. Yeah, I agree fully. Because, dude, the I Briscoes and, dude, just the idea of Jay, I, I just want to see Jay Briscoe versus Mance Warner. Yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna be great. I mean, I mean, the, ta the tag match will be great. I mean, the tag yeah, match yeah. between, I mean, I'm, I'm, and we'll definitely probably cover it when it happens. I think it's happening uh, at the end of October. I'm not sure, but if it's on Fight TV, we'll try to cover it. Uh, we'll, we'll, more on that later. We'll get into that. We'll talk about the schedule later. Let's uh, let's keep it rolling here. Um, you sent me a text earlier, and you said Shane Mercer is awesome. So yeah. I'm going to let you take point on this. What do you think of Yoya versus uh, Shane Mercer here? Dude, I thought it was fucking sick. I haven't seen Shane Mercer since uh, I saw him live, actually, in Nashville. I think I might have saw him like a tag match, like maybe here or there. But I saw him wrestle in Nashville recently, like not recently, maybe like a couple years ago, whenever GCW did their debut at um, SUP with the same, yeah. uh, I mean, the Basement East, at GCW at the Basement East. And some of those moves he did in the match, like the fucking tombstone moonsault that he ended the match with, he did that to the least favorable stunt brother, if you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. The yeah. old, the old, uh, old rapey stunt there. Uh, he fucked him up real bad in that match. <laughs> and now looking back on it, it was pretty cool because I was like, damn, he really fucked him up. But like, yeah, good for him. But yeah, good Shane Mercer and Yoya, <laughs> this match was just outstanding. Like Yoya... Like, even though he's a smaller dude, he's, like, they still worked it enough to where he still held his own, and it, like, looked believable. But Shane Mercer, working with small people, he just does the most outrageous fucking power moves. Like, like I said, a fucking tombstone moonsault. Uh, like, a moonsault power slam. He did this move. It was, like, a double pup handle flip catch up into a spinning power slam. I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, this dude is just... He's on another level. He, I, I guess he, I don't know what he's lacking, probably like mic skills, but in the ring, this dude does some crazy shit. I don't know if he could do all these same moves with smaller guys. I mean, with bigger guys or guys maybe on his size level, right. but God damn, this match was really good. Like, I didn't know, uh, like, 
I mean, I've I've seen, like I've said, I've seen both of these guys wrestle, but I don't know what to expect in this match, and it was fucking insane. I really liked it. I gave it four beers. It's the it's tied for my match of the night, I guess, with the Effie one, but the Matt Cardona Effie one was like a completely different, a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Like this was it's a whole completely different style of match. So that's why I can't really fair like say one's really better than the other. But dude, I enjoyed it a lot. I think you should go check it out. So I don't know, Daniel, what do you think about it? I don't know if you liked it or hated it. I thought the match was trash. I thought it was absolute oh. trash. I didn't think it was very good at all. Uh, I really wanted to like it too, uh, but it just wasn't very good. I absolutely hated the brawling in the crowd. The shots from Yo-Yo looked so, so, so weak. The spots on the outside looked awful. All of them. The slice oh. bread, the tornado DDT, the Rana. It looked like he was taking the most baby bumps of all time. Bad. Just bad. Some of the oh, spots were man. just risky for no reason too. Like that triple pump handle thing. Like, that was just egregious. Like, there's no, like, to me, there's no, like, it's almost like, like, dude, for example, like, why would you do that when you, you aren't going to use that in with anybody else? Like, why would you just do this one move with this really small guy that's clearly very small? I don't know. It just, it, it seemed I, unnecessary. I because it's fucking, it's a GCW show. I want to see some crazy fucking shit. And he did, uh-huh. he did some crazy yeah. fucking shit. I didn't think the crowd was into it either. I literally gave this one beer. It I was, fucking loved it, but I guess that's just, I'm the minority at this point. But I, I'm, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Well, I mean, no, dude, it's a split. Split, man. There's no minority here. It's just me and you, bro. It's just oh, yeah. man booth these days, baby. Let's <laughs> split, baby, and it's a it's a split decision on this match. Okay, well, let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Let's come to the, uh, you know, what what everybody came here to to listen to, right? It's uh. We before the match we get the actual announcement that Brett Lauderdale delivered, and I will say that the production quality on the promo video was top notch. I mean, it looked like an AEW package or a WWE package or whatever. The the production value of it was so good. Um, I thought the video was great. Looked really great. The Foley promo was absolutely incredible. Everything he said, the crowd interacting with Foley was great. I mean, that dude on the mic is just still definitely still got it. Still sharp as attack. Um, and I, I loved it. Um, what did you think about this opening package and the Foley promo? I thought it was fantastic. And the reason it's probably so good is because I'm go- I'm not 100% sure about this, but I'm pretty sure Sick Nick Mondo helps do their videos and you know he's the one who did the Moxley video yeah. and a bunch of uh-huh. shit. He's a former deathmatch wrestler who does video stuff now. And he's yeah. really good at what he does and I can almost guarantee you he probably did this cuz he works with them pretty closely. Yeah, I agree. he's yeah, really I, good at no, what I he does and sure that in commentary. I'm pretty sure Oh, okay then. That. Well that makes sense. Well yeah, sick, so. thing, right. Shout out to Sick Nick Mondo. He took a fucking weed whacker to the chest. I used to watch that YouTube video yep. all the time back in the day. Classic yep. fucking deathmatch wrestler. But, uh, yeah, dude, I really enjoyed that, and I love the addition of Mick Foley in here. It made it good, and I like how Matt Cardona was in that promo, too. They, they definitely took advantage of that star power. Yeah, I loved it, though. I love it. You know what I mean? Like, I just – I thought it was really well done. I thought Foley was right on, on point. I think that even – there were a couple times in the – so he, go, he goes to do – he goes on to do commentary in the main event, and there were points – when he was on commentary where he's like, hey, guys, aren't you uh, supposed to kind of lay out and let something happen? You know, like I was like, oh, I love it. I love Foley just being like, hey, you guys are going uh, to tone it down. <laughs> I thought that was great. Uh, but the match here is Nick Gage versus John Moxley. The entrances alone were crazy. The crowd was super hot. 
Gage's manager, Dewey Donovan, it was absolutely amazing with his facial expressions, like super old school, like grand wizard. I mean, like 80s style manager. Love that. I love yeah. that idea, too, because honestly, I don't think Nick Gage is very good on the mic. I think it actually hinders him. So if Dewey Donovan could cut promos, I think, uh, yeah, you might have something there. Um, it was I don't know. Once the match starts, it's just straight up bloodbath. It's just craziness, man. I mean, this is. <laughs> this is just not it's just not for me. I mean, I guess every now and then when it like when there's enough of an angle to lead to a bloodbath, like if there's a real feud with real stakes and a real personal vendetta, then I'm soup then I'm into it. I can get I don't I'm not squeamish. It's not like I don't like blood or whatever. Like I agree the effy thing, the blood. I mean, granted, there's less of it. But even if it had been that bloody, I would have been fine with that. That makes more sense to me. Like the Cody uh, Dusty uh, Dustin match. Dude, there's just a built in storyline there. And that was an absolute bloodbath. And I think I rated that like seven pack or something like that. I loved that match. I, I mean, that was a 69 pack, baby. Dude, it was so good. But like this match was just, I mean, I don't know. There was some six, bu- sick bumps in there and some crazy spots for sure. But it's just some sick dudes like hurting themselves. And I, I don't know. It just at that point, And I, I, honestly, the pizza cutter stuff too. It like, to me that looked, it's like out of everything. It's like, you guys don't even do it. You can see that it's not even spinning. You can see that your thumb is there. And it's like, what are you what are you doing? It's like so you guys it's like you guys are actually hitting each other with light tubes. But when we get to the pizza cutter, we're going to Hulk Hogan it here and like, you know, <laughs> rake your eye across the rake your eye across the rope. Give you like a back That's rake great. or something. It's like what? Like it's the weakest. I don't know. It's like that it just felt stupid. It's like, why not just gimmick the pizza cutter? You know what I mean? Just like make it super dull. Like don't put your thumb there. Like, I don't know. That just felt really bad. Like that. That said, just took me out of it, too. Uh, I gave it a beer. That's all I can give it, man. I just there's no reason for it. There's just no reason for that. That's just no reason. Where are you at on it? Okay, I have four words for my notes for this match. Goddamn bloodbath, because that's all yeah. this was. And literally, I don't. I didn't write this down, but literally, I was thinking the exact same thing that you said. That I can enjoy a match like a bloody gnarly match if it really means something. Like if there was this crazy, like you said, long blood feud that was built up and it really makes sense. Like these guys really fucking hate each other. They're going to do whatever it takes to fuck the other guy up to win the title or get the revenge, whatever, like the story may be at the time. But this was a very short feud. Like he didn't even loot like Mox didn't even take the title from Nick Gage. Like, if anything, if this was Nick Gage and Cardona again in a death match, it would make fucking sense. Yeah. And it would actually no, I agree. Ex- and, like, it would have been totally I fine agree. to be this egregious. And this exact and match and- could have happened, and I would have enjoyed it more. Exactly, because the crowd was super hot and everything. That's why I gave it, still gave it two beers, because the crowd was still into it, even oh, yeah. though I'm not a Mox guy. I mean, I guess I'm a Nick Gage guy. I don't. He's not my favorite, but he's not my... He's okay you know, at best. He's all right. You know, I'm like, I don't, okay I don't like Nick Gage. I wouldn't buy a shirt, but if someone gave gave me the shirt, I'd wear it. You know, something like that. Like I'd, I'd wear it, but I wouldn't buy it. If that makes any know, sense probably, to I'd you guys. It, what? If I get ten bucks out of it, I got it for free. I'd probably sell it. But um, I wear. I mean, I would wear like an MDK shirt, but not like a Nick Gage. But like, I have friends who'd be like, who'd like, dude, they're like, yo, I think Nick Gage is retarded. And I was like, ah, yeah, he, he, he did some drugs here or there, but he's a I good mean, wrestler. Yeah, that's the thing. He should. Okay, look, like. I get that he's clean now. It's a great redemption story. I get that people love him. I really do. But like, dude, every time my dude opens his mouth, it's like, oh, you make it worse. Like you just make me. It's like it's like I want to like you at this point. You're a redemption story. I uh, want yeah. to like you. But then you talk and I'm like, oh, I no. genuinely like, think he's a good guy. He just, you know, 
I don't just, think so. I don't. I think I don't, at I don't this know. point, I don't think genuinely, so. he's, he's maybe a, he is. Yeah, he's a good guy. Just kind of he doesn't. Like I said, he did drugs. I mean, I, he kind of doesn't know what's going on. Person. Yeah, we don't know him personally. I'm not trying to talk about that dude as a person. All I can actually judge fairly is his wrestling and the product, and it's just not for me. Like. I don't think he's good on the mic either. I think that if, honestly, though, like I think that he had enough co- going in with like, you know, dark side of the ring. And like there is this groundswell of people wanting to like him. And I'm down with that. Like, I don't think he's the word. I don't think he's a bad, a bad worker Dude, by any I means. I liked his death match with Chris Jericho. That was yeah, sick. I did that too. Was cool because that played into the whole Chris Jericho story. Stakes. Like he has They're to, he has to achieve yeah. all these. T- <coughs> oh, God damn it. I'm done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, like uh, that made it played into the story. It makes sense. Like what me and Daniel agree that deathmatch, hardcore, bloody fucking brawls, whatever we want to call it. It only makes sense. And it's only good if it goes with the story and just if it's random, it's just like, yeah, like, why do I care? Right. I agree. I agree. It, if it's a blow off and that's how you want to do it and be ultra violent, I'm cool with it. But it needs exactly. to be like, Rick Flair, a really good reason you know for that kind of blow off. Of course. Fuck for a blow off. Of course. Of course. I mean, dude, Dusty and, and Rick, I mean, just the absolute bloodbath that those dudes had. Like, I mean, there's no, I mean, granted, the bu- they're not taking bumps on light tubes, but they're probably losing just as much blood. Um, so, hey, yeah, dude, I don't know. Hey, dude, deathmatch wrestling started in Tennessee, so. That's fair. That's fair. O- Onita said it himself. He said the origins of deathmatch wrestling go back to Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, I think. Yeah. Yeah, still I, Tennessee, I, yeah. baby. Outlaw Nashville, Ma- Nashville, sure. and Memphis are still. Yeah, I agree. That's, they're they're still synonymous there. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm 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 pleasantly surprised by this show. I mean, I was excited, and I wasn't. It didn't it didn't exceed my expectations, but it did it did it, it. It's exactly what I expected it to be. It's it's exactly what I expected it to be. I feel like I got my money's worth. It was a thirty dollar pay per view. Um. And I feel like it was worth 30 bucks. I don't think it was worth 40 or 50 bucks. Um, but I think it was good enough to merit 30 bucks. I don't think it should have been 19 or whatever. So for me, I'll, I'll, I'll say that I'll give it a little over um, what what the middle would be. I'd say probably three and a half beers um, is what I'll rate this one at, uh, which to me is by default. I mean, honestly, WWF No Mercy 2001 was just a really great show. And I think that even though there was some really cool stuff on this GCW show, in this case, in comparison, my vote is WWF No Mercy 2001. Which show are you thinking wins this kayfabe comparison, bro? I mean, it's kind of obvious. The classic WWF No Mercy 2001. I mean, that's kind of one of the best years the WWF was 2001. Even though we were in kind of one of the shittier parts of 2001, it was still a great show. I mean, GCW shows, I mean, I expect at least just kind of like it was like at least half of it's going to be pretty good and half of it's probably going to be some bullshit. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. And that's pretty much what it was. So, yeah. Got to see some bullshit. Also got to see some bullshit. And then the WWF show, besides really the bra and panties or the lingerie match, whatever that bullshit was, it was a pretty much a solid show. It was a solid show indeed. Um, yeah, and that's, that's to say that the no mercy show was just really good. I mean, it wasn't that, that the GCW show was bad by any means. Um, we will probably cover more GCW here. Um, it was above honestly, average for sure. Yeah. You guys, you guys will let us know. I mean, to, you know, download it, give us a follow. Wex is working hard on that Twitter account these days and I greatly appreciate it. 
um, yeah, man, we got a lot going on. We're gonna do some uh, some eight. We're gonna talk a little AEW, some some current product stuff, right? These days, the uh, the Iconics now is the inspiration um, at Bound for Glory, right? That's a that's, that's pretty correct. big. Uh, I think Impact's a good spot for them. I think Impact really works out well for them. Um, also, too, you know, Tony Khan going on record saying that uh, he hasn't actually spoken to Wyndham Rotunda. Um, do you think that, that that he's working? You think he's working the sheets, or do you think that it's legit and he's more of an Impact guy? Maybe even could go to a different company altogether. Maybe a New Japan. Maybe he goes to New Japan. I mean, honestly, when it comes to Wyndham Rotunda, Bray Wyatt, whatever you want to call him, he can go really wherever, anywhere he wants to go. His sure. reputation, like, you know, it, for sure. Exactly. Like it, he can. Want, so really, it just it's all up to him. But when it comes to Tony Khan, he's been speaking a lot lately and he's been just he's basically been shooting on WWE. Did you see that interview that he had the other day? No, I haven't. I did not. What OK, did he say? so what he said, he uh, they were talking about Monday Night Raw and he goes, he goes, yeah, I know we can put on a better show. Did you see Monday Night Raw this week? It sucked. And then he was yeah. like, the guy was like, oh, he goes, he goes, he goes, oh, so he's talking shit. And he goes, but, but am I like, did you watch it? Did it like, was it good? And he was, the guy was like, nah, it wasn't very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm not, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to bury, I'm not just like speaking out of turn here. Like I'm just calling a spade a spade. It's it like, this is an objectively a bad show. Like I yes, agree with and him. It was 100%. a horrible show. And I went to raw two Mondays ago and it was not a good show either. Uh, yeah. There was a, there was a couple good matches, but besides that, like two matches is not a good show. I agree, especially for three hours. Exactly. Three hours and, there, and, it was there, and he and he even specified. He goes, their go home show to their pay per view. Like, did you see it? It wasn't good. And like, their women's division, like they're doing the whole Queen of the Ring tournament thing, and they're literally there. The, there's like a combined of eight minutes of of matches, and there's been like two or three ma- Like, they basically are giving the women no time and just disrespecting the whole thing, which is you know, thought it was the women's revolution. Would yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that totally fell apart for sure. Um, King of the Ring is stupid and dead, anyways. It hasn't meant anything in years. So honestly, yeah, I yeah. care less. Yeah. I mean, but if Xavier just, Woods heads up, wins, if Xavier Woods wins, I'll be happy. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to see him win it just because he's been talking about it for forever. How he wants to be King of the Ring, and I think that, that would be incredible. And I think he deserves it. I think he's kind of more than earned his spot. And I think that that's a, yeah, it's a good nod to give to somebody like him. And knowing Xavier Woods, he could work that gimmick fucking 100% on point grade A better than anybody. Oh, that's, that's, that's facts. I mean, that's, that's, that's on God, fam. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. God 100. Uh, yeah, so do you have um, the AEW cards pulled up for our AEW predictions, y'all? Uh, oh, by the way, yes. I know I'm glad that you brought up that it was a go home show. We will not be covering Crown Jewel on this show. I know we always do like I think it's the first WWE current pay per view that we're not. Yeah, doing. I, I, I don't want to watch a, it. It's like on a Thursday. Yeah, it's on a Thursday. I mean, I'm gonna watch it because I mean, there's gonna be. I mean, I'm just gonna watch it because I'm a I'm Mark and that's what I do. I watch wrestling shows. Um, but that's just on a Thursday. It's when we record the show. It, it, it it's not enough time for us to prepare. I'm pretty sure it airs like during the day too. So there's just no way for us to do that. Plus we got Alex Kane next week. We'll talk about the schedule more in a little bit. Um, but let's talk about AEW right now. Okay. What do we have? One, I have up? one card pulled up. I have the buy-in and the rampage for tomorrow night. So we can go ahead and go through that real quick. Okay, yeah, let's let's knock out those uh predictions for tonight's. Oh, and did uh, we uh what's the results for last week? Oh, you know what? I didn't I don't think I recorded the results last week. 
So the I result I recorded the result last week. We only had one different pick. Yeah. And that was uh Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks in the street fight. I believe it was, and I said Cage. Yes, and I said Starks. Mm-hmm. And Starks ended up winning. No, 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 I said Starks and you said Cage. Okay, well then Kate Starks ended up winning, so then you won the yeah. picks. So I, I, I won the picks this, this one. Yeah, yeah. So you won the yeah, picks. Yeah, because we had CM. So now you we have both the went punk. We both went Jade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both went Lucha on the on the back end. Yeah. So it was that was it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so you're the new picks Kate. champion as of this week. So the new reigning champion, Mister Know It All, the Let's new go. pick Rampage champion. So all right, we're gonna go ahead and go through. The matches, and we're going to go talk about the buy-in, which is going to be an hour-long YouTube show before Rampage, basically as a counter-program to SmackDown, because they're running an extra 30 minutes directly head-to-head, no commercials with AEW. So Tony Khan's like, so you're going to do that shit? I'm going to have another show on fucking YouTube, and it's going to be a banger, because the first match is going to be Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty. Okay, so we got Fish versus... Lee Moriarty. Lee huh. Moriarty. And I'm going Lee Moriarty. Okay. If you haven't seen Lee Moriarty wrestle, whether he wins or loses this match, which he's obviously he's in my hearts because I picked him to win. He's a goddamn technician in the ring, and you're going to be fucking impressed if you watch this. I guarantee that. Okay. I I don't think that if you, if you have back-to-back appearances from Bobby Fish, I don't think you give him two losses. That just doesn't seem like something that – AEW would do because of their their whole you know wins and losses matter thing. So I'm going with I've never I don't, I've never seen Moriarty work. So I'm excited for the match. Um, and Bobby Fish was great the last time I saw him on TV. Did a really good job. It's like he looked like all old school Ring of Honor Bobby Fish, and I'm hyped to see him again. So I'm I'm stupid hyped for this match. Yeah. So I'm but I'm gonna go Fish. You're going Mor- Moriarty, right? Yep. And the reason I think Bobby Fish is looking good is because he actually finally got time to heal. I feel like in WWE yes. they make yeah. you work hurt. And he was yeah. just like, fuck, fuck. And now he actually got to chill out. Now he's back on his game. So the next match that's going to be on the buy-in is Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. Mm-hmm. And I don't see Brian Danielson losing a match. But Absolutely Minoru Suzuki, this will be like his – he's lost every match he's had on Dynamite or he's had on in AEW so far. So it's kind of a double-edged sword here, but I'm still going to go the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. And this is going to be also a hard-hitting, strong-style, stiff-ass match. Like, I guarantee it. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I, I got to go with Danielson. I mean, you, I have to. Like, I just... There's I, there's no... I mean, he's obviously... He's a contender and for this whole... In their world title picture, there, there's no way they're putting over the Japanese guy. I mean, there's just that's just not going to happen. Now he might go over there. He might like Daniel Bryan make or sorry, Brian Danielson might go over to Japan and take a couple of L's. Um, that might happen, but I don't think that I don't. I just don't see him taking an L in AEW right now. So All what's the right. next one on the card, bro? So we're gonna keep moving down the list, and this is gonna go straight into Rampage, and this is a matchup in the women's division, and it's okay. Ruby Soho versus the Bunny. And my money is on old Ruby Soho. She's the new yeah, name. They're trying to man. build her up. She's hot right now. She's over. Yeah. So I'm going Ruby Soho. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm Yeah, definitely going Ruby. There's no way around that. What's the next one? 
All right, the next one is the Inner Circle versus the Men of the Year and Junior Dos Santos with Dan Lambert and Jorge Mastaval or Masvizal. I don't know how the fuck you say this. Mastaval? God damn, that's, it's yeah. spelled weird, but uh, I hope I said it right because that dude's fucking badass. But I I, badass. I'm gonna go, even though I'm going to go with the Hills here. I'm going to go with Men of the Year. Uh, oh, yeah, that's tough. Um, oof. tough, tough. I, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say inner circle. All I'm right, gonna so that's gonna be that's here. our first different pick. And I know our the last match, of course, on this, we're gonna pick the same thing because it's obvious. So the main event. Which I don't know if it's actually the main event, but it's penciled in as the main event on this little card here that I'm looking at on the internet. But CM Punk versus Old Smokey himself, Matt Seidel. Old Smokey himself, CM yeah. Punk versus Evan Bourne. That's a that's a WWE straight up 2009 match if I ever heard of one. Yeah, that's uh, the Intercontinental champ. No, that's the World Champion going up against the Tag Team Champion. Yeah, I mean, come on, we got we got to go punk on this one, though, right? Yeah, punk, of course. CM Punk, CM Punk. Yeah, so gotta protect that image, baby. Now I gotta find the dynamite card because the only match that I can think of so far is Bobby Fish, Brian Danielson. So I guess we can go ahead and take well, we our got, picks we got, on that. we got tons of stuff. Yeah, we got tons of stuff. That's that's enough to like make that an actual pick, you know? Let's, yeah, let's just rate right. that. Let's just rate Danielson versus Fish. What do you think? Danielson versus Fish. Danielson. They're not going to have Danielson lose on TV against Bobby Fish. His first loss is going to mean something. It's going to it's going to help put somebody over and he's not going to put over the guy who's his age and or older. Like yet another reason to put Fish over on Moriarty though, but I agree. I agree. I agree. But Le- they're but not I- giving Bobby Fish 3Ls, bro. They're just not doing that. They're not doing that. There's no uh, way. If they do, then like why did he come? Like to be a player coach and wrestle for a little bit. Kind of like a Billy Gunn. Oh, he's an MLW. Like, he's like a yeah, I know, I know. I know. I just heard that he was going to be a player coach in NXT before they released him. Mm. Okay. Like a, like a Chris Hero type vibe? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Okay, well, you know what? I think that my predictions are... I think we're just once again back to the Moriarty. And uh, no, we got the Inner Circle one too. So we got a couple in there that could be different. We could make it a little different here. Uh, Wait, what? We have two different? Two. (laughs) Two different picks. Gotcha. Two different picks. Okay. Let's uh, let's talk about what we got coming up next though. Uh, It's the return of the suplex assassin, Alex Kane. I am super hyped for the interview. Um, it's great because like, you know, he's the, he's the, it's the only, he's the first person ever to come back on a, on an indie spotlight. And it'll be really cool to kind of see, you know, from the first interview till now, everything that kind of happened. And I mean, you know, we hate to toot our own horn, but I do believe that the dude spoke his MLW career in existence for the first time on this platform, if I'm not mistaken. Dude, that dude spoke a couple different things into his ex- yeah. uh, God damn, he spoke a couple different things <laughs> into existence on his first interview. And god damn, like, he's a rising, he's having a meteoric rise up the ranks of the pro wrestling world. Yep, he is for sure. Uh, two weeks out, too. Uh, we're pretty excited to be covering 
the inspiration, aka the Iconics, and their Impact Bound for Glory 2021 debut. And we're actually going to be covering some 1996 Halloween Havoc, um, some WCW, right around uh, still fresh NWO time here. We're only a couple months into the NWO, so it'll be a good one. There'll be some classic cruiserweight matches on that. I'm super excited about what we got coming up. Lex, give them the script, baby. Where can they find you? Oh, you can always find your boy at Wex Breaking the Lawson on pretty much everything. I think the actual Twitter handle is Wex Breaking the, but if you type in Wex Breaking the Lawson, I'm pretty fucking sure you can find me. Pretty sure you yep. can do it. Uh, YouTube, no, no also Wex Breaking the Lawson, Instagram, all that bullshit. But uh, I'm really going to be fucking with that kayfabe comparisons YouTube page here. Once I get this computer popping off a little bit better, we're going to have some more videos. <clears throat> Have more clips and stuff and more uh, popping off on the Twitter, uh, TikTok, everything. Go on there, Kayfabe Comparisons, Kayfabe.com, Kayfabe.com Pod on TikTok because I fucked up. Just come on there and engage with us. Do some little, you know, I'm tr- trying to engage with the people. What do you think? I want to know what you think. I want to have wrestling discussions. What do you like? Yeah. What do I like? Who does he like? Who do they like? Yeah. No, I agree. Talk about, dude. You know what the hell I'm talking about, dude. But yeah, dude. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> We love everybody. You can always keep downloading, keep listening. We're having a great time. We love you guys. But all right, Daniel, hit yeah. him with it. Yeah, you can always find me at Daniel Daybreak. You can always find Daniel. You can always find me at Daniel Daybreak. Um, I'm pretty excited to just keep this going, man. I'm having a good time. Lex is having a good time. We're all getting a little too southern on this show so far, so we might quit while we're ahead. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys. We're out. Peace. Peace.